When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Steve and I are on vacation. We're taking some time off. They made us. Actually, we wanted to, but we don't just play the best of. Not here on Sports Day Tampa Bay. There's no syndication on this podcast. That's why we pre-taped some podcasts last week for you, just in case, you know, some things might have changed in the interim. But please enjoy this extraordinary content that you're used to from Sports Day Tampa Bay. Today, part two of our conversation with Eduardo Encina. Lots of new faces and new places for the Lightning. What does it mean? What will the rest mean to them in this offseason, one that they haven't had now because of their three straight Stanley Cup Finals appearances? Eduardo Encina, part two on Sports Day, Tampa Bay. I want to tell you how to save money on your electric bill. That's right. It's May Electric Solar. It's a family-owned and operated business. They've been installing solar electric systems now for 13 years. There's a lot of these fly-by-night companies out there, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. How long? Will they guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty? Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That's what they call the May difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install, and they will customize it to your needs. Plus, they don't use subcontractors. So you know who is doing the job. Those are Billy Mays guys up there. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve the quality of your appliances through every storm season. Contact May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862 or visit May Electric Solar. Dot com. They've made some additions, too. I don't know how significant or how immediate these will be, so let's just kind of go through them and you can give me a thumbnail of each. Uh, Connor Sheary, where, where does he figure in this This, this. Yeah, I mean, he's season. probably the big guy that, you know, if there's if there's one name out there, like, he's probably, you know, the, the, the headliner of the group, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a 15-20 goal scorer, you know, second or third line wing kind of guy but um mm-hmm. it has has the pedigree that they love the kind of winning pedigree won a couple cups in pittsburgh um and and i think a big thing that they like that that makes them think that he can play up is that he's been able to play with really good players and um and that's not and that is a skill you know brandon hagel has that skill you know you can put him up there and with point kucher off and he looks like he fits in right um he elevates his game and he might elevate their game too. So Sheary, he's played with, you know, with Crosby and Malkin in Washington. He played with Ovechkin. So he's kind of that guy that fits that mold, you know, obviously pretty, pretty fast, uh, can forecheck. And one, that's one thing that a lot of these guys can do. They're pretty, um, they believe they're pretty strong in the forecheck. So he, he's probably the, the, he's the one guy who got 2 million um, and a three-year deal. So he's probably the biggest investment out of all the groups. So, um, they're, they're hoping that he really fits in and he can be kind of a, an option, you know, whether it's, you know, third line or maybe even, you know, up top occasionally. I'll give you two more, uh, or yep. maybe three, but uh, how about Luke Glendening? What, when would we see him and what would he be doing? Yeah. Glendening's probably going to be the fourth line center. You know, the big thing that stands out about him, he's, uh, you know, the big thing is it's amazing. If you look at his numbers in face-offs, 
Uh, I think he has a career pretty much 60% face-off win percentage. And that's that's an area where this team struggled at, you know, at times, especially yeah. in their own end. Um, mm-hmm. He's a he's a penalty killer, too, so he can take those face-offs, his right-hand face-offs in the defensive zone, which is something which is really big, too. He essentially replaces uh, Pierre-Edouard Belmar in that role. Um, you know, fourth-line center, he can play the penalty kill, big face-off guy. So... Um, but I, I, I've, I've watched this guy play the past few years in Detroit and Dallas, and I've always really liked this game. You know, it's, you know, he, he, he finds ways to kind of get around plays and make plays, whether it's on, on both ends of the ice. So um, I actually think that, that the fans are really going to love him and, and, and watching his style of play. Um, you know, he's, he's not a, bru- a super bruiser by any means, but he can get in there and hit too. Another veteran player. I mean, these guys that we're mentioning have, as you wrote, 1500 games of NHL experience. Josh Archibald. Yeah. Yeah. What about Josh Archibald? Yeah. So he, he, um, he's another one of those guys and he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he can, uh, you know, I think he, uh, in Pittsburgh last year, he was second on the team in hits and he only played 65 games. So he, he, he's a physical guy. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's got speed again, another four checker, probably, probably a fourth liner, you know? Um, but again, again, kind of goes with that mold of guys who, can defend, have some speed, you know, aren't going to get caught in their, in their own end. And, uh, you know, can, can kind of help. And the big thing here is helping the lightning protect leads late too. You know, we, we saw that that was, you know, a little bit of a, of a struggle for them sometimes, because I think some of those top line players are playing a lot of minutes. So I think that these are guys who can run, who can skate, who can, you know, play minutes, play defense and, um, you know, and forecheck. Floor checking, you know, like I know, floor checking is such a cliche word in hockey, but um, it's important, <laughs> and and the and, and it's really the basis of the Lightning system in a lot of ways, um, and uh, they, they really kind of get need to get back to back to that, and I think they think that you know all three of those guys that we mentioned um, can really play a big part of that. There also were, uh, and you talk about the, you know the depth and adding that. Uh... Calvin is it? It's Dahan, right? Is, is he yep. um, somebody that they would use? Yeah. So th- this one was history. interesting because you know when when Julian got the, the the first three forwards, you know, we asked about how you know would, would he what did he think about the blue line, right? I mean, we're talking about getting better defensively. Um, you know, do they need to upgrade? You know, the, the 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 defenseman core, and he said he was happy with what they have on the roster, which is you know seven eight guys already under contract so you've got bodies it's just whether those are the bodies you really want and obviously they only had three left shot defensemen um with headman sergachev and then hayden flurry so if they were going to make a, a um a move it was going to be there and with dahan he, he actually had an interesting season last year because you know he came to carolina he'd been kind of all, all over the place for a few years and you know, he was a third third pairing defenseman. Uh, the, um, the 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 Hurricanes make a, a a deadline deal for another defenseman who can play a power play, Shane Godesbear, and the guy doesn't play. Dehan doesn't play for basically the rest of the season. So, yeah, I think he played three out of the last twenty three games. wasn't seen in the playoffs. So he kind of just disappeared. Now, uh, Julian apparently called his agent like on Sunday and was like, "Hey, are you interested? Don't think this guy got many bites." And he was like, join the lightning. Sure. Absolutely. So, um, <laughs> but, but so they're, they're, they're bringing him in on like a, you know, pretty low, I think it's $800,000, seven seventy five thousand, uh, kind of deal, um, to kind of be 
a depth piece. And, you know, he, he might be in that, you know, top seven. He might not be. Now, this guy actually has a really interesting story I can't wait to write about, is that he actually owns a brewery outside of Ottawa in his hometown of Carp in, in Ontario. And um, oh, wow. so uh, he, uh, and he, when he was in Chicago with the Blackhawks, he actually helped make a brew for Goose Island, which is a really big you know, brewery in Chicago. Yeah. So to those in, at, at Cigar City who might be listening to your podcast, <laughs> you know, they might want to you know, take note of, of, of Calvin DeHaan because he's a major beer guy who's looking to brew. So, um, when he gets into town, but, uh, awesome. but yeah, like we'll, we'll see what, what he is. Like I said, like he thinks he like, like most older players, they still think they've got it in them. So, um, you know, it's kind of an insurance policy on that left side because they don't necessarily have the greatest amount of depth. The right side has a pretty good amount of depth, you know, but, um, especially now with the emergence of, of Perbix and Radish on the right side, but the left side definitely, you know, it, it, it it's, it's an addition that it helps that left side defenseman depth. And I think we all expect, and I don't know if it's been announced or will be announced or if this is what he's going to do, but I, I think we all got the feeling that Brian Elliott is maybe calling it a career. Yeah. We'll see. Um, but in the meantime, they did sign a backup goaltender, Jonas Johansson. So this is a, a guy's 6'5", man. <laughs> he yeah. might have the biggest goaltenders in the NHL right now. Um, he's played played a lot. I mean, not so much in the NHL necessarily. He was 2-0 last year with the Avalanche. So does this look like their backup goaltender potentially? Yeah, for sure. He's going to be their backup goaltender. And I think that, you know, they, this is a guy that they've, they kind of, I think the word was untapped potential when, when Julian talked about him and, you know, he's got, he's put up good numbers everywhere he's yeah. really been. So, yeah. um, you know, maybe and he obviously has size and you can't duplicate that when you're a goaltender. So um, I think that the interesting thing is, you know, for the years, whether it was, you know, Curtis McElhaney or Brian Elliott or, even going back to Louis Deming, like they liked having guys that were a little bit more veteran in that role. Now this mm-hmm. might be kind of a changing of the guard because I think they did that because Andre Vasilevsky was young and they wanted, you know, maybe an older guy around him. Now Andre Vasilevsky is approaching, you know, his, you know, he's in his late twenties now, and you know maybe they feel like they don't need that and they can bring up a new, a younger guy to be with him. So that's something of note, you know, too is is that you know, now you have a younger guy that you're trying to develop. Um, right. You know, the other guy that Hugo Anafeld, who's been in their minor league system for a few years is probably the number three on their depth chart right now but you know they haven't really given him a shot he played a couple i think he might play a couple games during the pandemic when you know i think both co both uh vasilevsky and elliott got covid um like on the around the same time so um he's interesting to follow because they really haven't you know for whatever reason he hasn't really gotten a shot but for right now johansson is definitely the guy um who's going to be playing those you know second half of back-to-backs and um you see what he's gotten if this would be a, the most you know the most opportunity he's gotten so um but it's interesting because like i said they, i think they like like the lightning believe and they're mostly right on a lot of these things is that you know targeting guys who they feel that if they put them in their system within their program you know within their structure that you know they can uh, have success with. And I think Johansson is one of those guys, you know, they really like him. So um, a little bit of a surprise. I thought maybe they would go with veteran guys because, you know, goaltenders this, in this, um, in this year's uh, free agent market were pretty cheap, especially like after, you know, the top tier ones, you know, there were you know, a lot of value there, but um, if they wanted a veteran guy, but uh, they're going, this is the way they're going. And, you know, it'd be interesting to see because, you know, also, I mean, you can kind of go, go back to what Andre Vasilevsky said at the end of last year too, is like exactly. how he got a little burned out. So I think yeah. maybe you need a little bit of, a little bit more, uh, more wheel, you know, 
a younger guy who may be able to play more minutes, you know what I mean? So, um, than, than necessarily like a Brian Elliott or someone like that who, you know, is, has, has what, 13 years under, you know, 15 years under his belt. And you wrote about this, uh, and I, I think it's a great point um, that, you know, Vasilevsky said that after about 35 games or so, he didn't feel yeah. quite as refreshed as he, as he thought he needed to be and, and, and sort of felt that ebb going. Nobody's played more hockey in the last three years with the Stanley Cup runs that they had uh, than Andre Vasilevsky. And, and we know he plays every game in the postseason. He plays most games during the regular season. So do you think that they will devise um, more days off for him or – He's talked about looking at everything he does in terms of preparing. Um, how big just will the rest be, Ed, for, for a guy like that? I mean, of all the positions, I think they all need a mental break. They all certainly yeah. will have a full off season, not just to you know recover, but, but there's, there's so much hockey has been. In a weird way, could this help Vasilevsky the most that they didn't make a deep run this year in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think obviously, you know, you want to play, you know, you want to play yeah. for Stanley Cup. That's what you're doing. But at the, end, at, at the end of the day, this team needed a break, you know, yeah. and, 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 and whether it's Vasilevsky or some of the older players or anyone, like they needed a break. And, you know, and this is no different with Vasilevsky. Some of it's physical, some of it's mental too, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, th- there is, there is an, an immense grind, you know, playing 80, 82 games and then two more months of, you know, hockey after that, that are, you know, super like the intensity level ramps up times 10, you know? Um, and so that takes a lot out of you both ways. And I think that, you know, and I also think that like these guys probably needed to take a step back too. You know I mean? Like I think what Vasilevsky said about that 35 game mark was probably the most interesting thing that we heard in those exit interviews. Um, because Andre Vasilevsky isn't a guy who, you know, really likes to admit weakness <laughs> and, um, he kind of did that. And I think, you know, this year, this whole season has been kind of a little bit of a, of a, you know, kind of a look in the mirror for him and not that like, there was anything wrong, but like, he's always been that guy who's just pushed forward. And, you know, he's the guy who basically they, they said like, do you want to play? Okay, play. And I think he's had to kind of take a step back and look and see, okay, look, I'm, I'm getting a little older. Um, I'm going to have to like all goaltenders when they reach their, you know, that, that 30 mark or approach it, you know, they've got to start doing things a different way. And the good thing about Andre Vasilevsky is he's a monster in terms of his preparation. Um, yeah. But I know this year he kind of weaned off on it a little bit, you know what I mean? He, he, he kind of did a little bit different with his recovery uh, between games and stuff like that. So he, he, and I think maybe that was a little bit what fueled his frustration a little bit because he did try to make some, you know, adjustments and he still kind of felt a little out of, out of whack. Um, so I think for him, he's, this will benefit him. Cause I think he'll try to get back to square one and like what, 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 cause what used to work in, you know, three, four years ago might not work now. And especially when you get older, especially when you've played the amount of games that he's played. So, um, but I, I think, you know, there was a certain maturity level that he did show this year, one in admitting that, you know, it didn't feel right. And two, in, in knowing that he probably has to rework a lot of things he does now um, as he approaches, you know, third, I think he's 28 now or 29, but like, um, you know, goaltenders age quickly. <laughs> we know that, you know, oh, yeah. so, um, but he's the best. I mean, he's still the best in the world. And then, and he's the number one reason that everyone in that room has confidence that they can win. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I, I think it, I, to answer your question, I think it does, um, 
it is it is a, it will be a good thing for for him and for the whole team for on both reasons to get that physical rest and that mental rest. If they look forward, and and I know the salary cap they're hoping may may go up more next off season, but mm-hmm. there's a couple of guys who I think are kind of in the last. Correct me if I'm wrong. Steven Stamkos, yeah. Brandon Hagel, are those. Yep things being talked about in some circles we're not privy to maybe right now. I mean, well, uh, could we see something done there? Uh, yeah. Soon? So it's, you know, it's, it's funny because everyone talks about like, you know, the, the, the lightning one COVID cups, right. But they're also kind of the victim of some of the, the, the flat cap um, consequences sure. too. So, um, but yeah, I mean, basically, you know, the cap's gone up two million in the past four or five years. So, it doesn't really mm-hmm. allow you to give too many raises. And right. I, I think, you know, I was actually asking Julian this yesterday and, you know, how do you proceed there when you don't know? Right. And, and yes, like there, everything points to a 5% increase in the cap next year, which would be about, you know, four, around four to $5 million, something like that, which, you know, would help you. And that's kind of how you have to operate moving forward, but it still doesn't let you get those deals done. So, you know, in the past where, you know, you might be able to, you know, extend guys like, you know, a brain point or, you know, to get the extensions that they made with, with those, you know, three guys we talked about earlier, they might have to wait on, on Stamkos and Hagel right now. Um, that's at least a sense that I get. Now that's not to say that discussions aren't being had, but um, I think that right now um, the priority list right now, I think they've, they've gotten their, for the most part, they got their roster ready. You know, they've got to figure out, you know, with arbitration. You know, so they don't know exactly what they're, um, you know, what they're dealing with right there in terms of what he's going to make. Um, and then after that, then you kind of look back and see what we got left. And, you know, how can we approach this with, with Hagel and, and Stamkos knowing that, uh, you know, we're going to get a little bit of a bump in the cap next year. But there's no doubt, you know, there, there's no doubt they want to keep both of those guys for for very uh, for various reasons, obviously. Um I can't imagine Steven Stamkos in another jersey. I don't no. think Steven Stamkos wants to imagine himself in another jersey. <laughs> and right. as for Brandon Hagel, he's really kind of emerged as, you know, a really an elite goal scorer. You know, like I said, you know, we talk about guys who can play with star players. He's he's that yeah. guy, and he's a two, two-way two player who can also uh, cause a lot of trouble uh, in the defensive end, too. So, um, you know, big, those guys are a big part of the, the core and a big part of the future. So, um, yeah, we'll was, see. But I, don't, I don't anticipate anything right right now. You know. Yeah, that was a terrific addition with, with Hagel. Um, you wrote about the development camp, and I, I know it's sometimes hard yeah. to see these young guys come in and have a crystal ball, right? Okay, yeah. so you you don't have to you know you don't have to give us ten or five or any, you know, but just who stood out? Like who who catches yeah. your eye? Who you know? I think whenever you 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 draft players or you bring players in. Um, you, you, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a, of a, uh, of a horse show. I mean, you, you want to, you want to see what you got, right? So, so who flashes out there? Yeah. You hear my paper rustling. It's because I'm reaching for a roster here because. Oh, that's all right. Listen, if I knew that, if I knew them, I would, uh, I'd be spinning around <laughs> at you right now, but um, the, the fact that yeah, so, they're all new players. So it's funny because it's, there's, it's such a wide range. Like, you know, I guess maybe it's like baseball spring training a little bit. Like you've got these guys who are like fresh out of high school. You yeah. Know, you've got some guys who are fresh out of college, but even in this, in, in hockey, it's like, you've got guys who are fresh out of high school hockey. You've guys who are like, you know, the USHL, which is like 
you know, American juniors, guys in the mm-hmm. Quebec Junior League, guys, I mean, and then guys were coming from overseas, you know, Finland, yeah. Norway, you know, Russia, <laughs> stuff like that. And then who um, are these guys? And then, yeah. and then guys who've been in, in, uh, in Syracuse for a couple of years, you know, so it's right, like, it's right. like a wide range and it's tough because, you know, you see them really do these drills for, um, you know, really for the most part for the first you know, three days and yeah. Barb Underhill, who is their skating coach is well-renowned, does an incredible job with, with the skating lessons. And, you know, a lot of their player development guys work on skills and stuff like that, but you really can't tell anything from watching them. Right. And then the last couple of days they start doing some three on three. And I think everyone really kind of gets into that because it's, it's their chance to show that, "Quote unquote compete level, right? Which we talk about in hockey so much, but right. um, just just a, just a couple guys who really stood out to me, and are, are Lucas Edmonds, who was the third round pick last year, um, mm-hmm. played in uh, Syracuse this past year, so he has a year of, of North American pro experience under his belt. Before yeah. that, he had a hundred thirteen point season." Um, in, in, in major junior hockey. He played with Shane Wright, who was the third third pick Goodness. overall um, yeah. last year. So he was on an incredible line, but 113 points is 113 points. And right. Um, right. before, but before that, he actually played professionally in Sweden a couple of years too. So he has hmm. professional hockey experience as well. So he's a little bit of an older guy, but uh, I think he's 22, but it might be turning 22, but he's, to me, this week he was—he stood above and beyond as the best player in the camp, and I think that um, he has a playmaking ability. He plays the two-way game, a great skater. Um, you can tell he's really polished. So I think if there's anyone on the short list of guys who coming out of this camp who you could see sooner than later, it's Lucas Edmonds. Um, just looking on this list, uh, I mean, also too, you've got the college guys too, so you get a glimpse of them now. And then they go off to college, right? So you're not right, going to see these guys right. at rookie camp because they're in, on campus. So, exactly. you know, guys like like Dylan Duke, a kid from, dude, they drafted a couple of years ago from Michigan. I thought he showed really well. Again, you won't see him for a couple of years. Um, last mm-hmm. year's first rounder, Isaac Howard, he's in an interesting situation. If he went to Minnesota Duluth for his first year of college, now he's transferring to Michigan State. He didn't really have a great year at Duluth. He's, he's going to Michigan State where he's going to be reunited with his old uh, – U.S. team developmental coach at Michigan State, mm. so he'll get to play the way he wants to play there. Um, those are guys to kind of keep an eye on. One guy in college hockey that I was really impressed with because he's got incredible skill for a defenseman, incredible hands for a defenseman, is a kid named Eamon uh, Powell, who is going to mm. go into his senior year at Boston College. He's going to be a captain there. But this kid, with his hands for a defenseman, he kind of reminds you a little bit about the way the, light, the Lightning like to play with their defenseman is jumping in on plays and, you know, making plays in the offensive zone. He, uh, he probably can improve on skating, but um, his hands are great. He's, he, he can, he can uh, make plays. He can set up goals. You know, he hit a couple posts. I think he scored once in, in the championship game. He's another guy to keep an eye on that people really don't know about. Um, and one guy in Syracuse that I really liked is this guy named Ilya Usao. And he is a – he's from Belarus – wasn't drafted. The Lightning signed him as a free agent, international free agent, a couple of years ago. He played first North American pro season in, in, in Norfolk last year. The, the numbers weren't startling, but he can score. And he's one of those guys who can, he's not the best skater in the world, but he finds his way in the front of the net. And I think he had seven or eight goals during this tournament. So um, he's got a great shot. Like I said, finds a wet knack for the net, and especially up front in the crease. Um, and, and it'll be interesting to see what he does in his second year uh, in, in 
in Syracuse. I think that he, um, I was talking to him and he was just talking about how, you know, it's, it's tough to, the biggest, the biggest thing here is like adjusting to the different games, you know, whether you're adjusting yeah. to the European game, which is different ice, you know, much more space on the ice or you're adjusting mm-hmm. to the speed and strength of the American league. And I think that's really kind of the, why the American league is such a proving ground for guys is they've got to make those adjustments. And we see guys who, you know, uh, have been, you know, have been in the American league two, three years and all of a sudden they get it, you know, or guys that, you know, make that adjustment really quickly. Um, but I, I think that that's, you know, two, two, those are two guys, Edmonds and Estelle, who I'm looking at next year. You know, get, that, what I wrote this, this, this morning was like guys to watch at different levels. And Estelle was yeah. one Ed, and Edmonds was one too. So those are two guys that I, I'd like to keep an eye on and fans would keep an eye on. Um, and, you know, the, the other thing too, like with the development camp, like we talk about how, you know, when are we ever going to see these guys? One thing to keep in mind, Nick Purbis was in this development camp last year. So, wow. you know, wow. it, 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 for some guys, there's not, it's not too far, you know, and Nick yeah. Purbis was probably a little bit different situation. He, like his, his case is a little bit like the Powell kid, you know, he, he, he was drafted going into college. He went, went through college, developed it, you know, from talking to people who scouted Nick Purbis, you know, when he was a high school kid in Minnesota, you know, they loved his skating. They loved his size. And those are things that, you know, are, are, you know, perfect foundation points. And then he just went to college four or five years, gets better, gets better every year. And, you know, he, he played in the Olympics. He was not in, in, in Syracuse very long before the Lightning called him up. So there's right. certain guys who, like, you know, as, as, as far away as, as they can seem that have that foundation, like, really early on and it allows them to really kind of make that jump. But, yeah, like, I'm sure that that's what we mentioned to these guys a lot over this week is like, listen, like you may be thinking that you're really far away, but like this guy was in your shoes, you know, this time last year. So, right. um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's actually interesting to, to note because, you know, who knows one of these guys could be on the roster, you know, come mid season, just like, you know, Nick Perfect's playing big minutes in you know, in the, in the playoffs. I think it's unique to the NHL. I don't know it could be adopted by other professional sports leagues, but the ability to draft a player and then allow them to go play college, yeah, uh, in college and still retain, you know, um, their rights, I think is a great thing. Now, again, there's a lot of reasons why the NFL with injuries, different things may not work, but baseball, perhaps, I don't know, basketball, mm-hmm. um, we'll see. But I think it's pretty cool. Get you out on this one, Ed. I promise. Yep. Um, you got a statement from Jeffrey Venick, and this was some time ago that that he was in uh, discussions to sell a minority position in Venick's sports group. Nothing to worry about there. Uh, he's still going to be the the leader of uh, of that group, and 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 for foreseeable future there. Yeah, there. I mean, I think so. I mean, like that one. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, who knows, right? I mean, we're not in his yeah, finances. I mean, we don't know what he so, has. It's interesting what's going on this offseason, though, because. You know, there's that there's, you know, that he did, you know, cash out on, on the Water Street project a little bit, um, too. So, you know, I guess that's him getting more equity, you know, kind of. But yeah, um, in, in both in both ways, you know, the, the Actos group is one that, you know, their their model is to create capital for owners so they can go do other things. Right. Um, whether that's with the team or elsewhere. So. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, they're they're we should all have an eye on that stuff because it's interesting. This kind of all happened, you know, in the short amount of time with, with Vinick, but there's nothing to really go to show that, that anything crazy is in the works right now that I don't think, I think if there's anything that, that he's invested in, it's, it's the hockey team. 
you know, right yeah. now. So, yeah. um, but I mean, we have seen, like we had mentioned this, but we have seen some, some pretty interesting changes, even in terms of the hockey operations department this year, you know, mm-hmm. Ben Gruel, who was the coach in, 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 in Syracuse, uh, he was there for seven years. He's been replaced by some, by, um, another coach, Joel Bouchard, um, the scouting director after, right after the draft, Al Murray, he or after he conducted his 13th draft with the lightning and, uh, mm-hmm. there's a new guy in, in his role now, John Rosso. So, um, definitely more movement and action, uh, this off season than past off seasons and, and the lightning have, have prided themselves been in, in being an organization that, that has continuity. So, um, but I mean, that could also just be kind of, again, the, the hockey operations version of the changing of the guard that we've seen to the roster too. You know, I know that when Julian talks about success, he talks about sustaining it and knowing that you got to do different things, different ways as things develop. So, you know, um, maybe different voices and stuff like that. But as far as the Vinick thing goes, it's interesting. I'll say that. Um, but I, I don't have any inkling to believe that right now that he has, uh, any interest in, in, in moving away from the lightning. Right. Always something to follow. And you can follow Eduardo Encina as always on Tampa Bay.com and in the Tampa Bay times, buddy cops still might have a couple days left where you can breathe before we know it will be September. We'll be in training yeah. camp. You'll be getting ready for the start of the season. It comes around, uh, not as quickly as the last three years, but it does come around quickly. Thanks so much I, I for all what, that information. I, I tell you what yep. though, Rick, I've, uh, I definitely needed this break too. <laughs> you know, I was going mean, like, to say. I mean, people don't uh, realize when you cover a team this many days for three solid years in the bubble, yeah. out of the bubble, uh, Stanley Cup runs. I mean, those are grinding. Uh, and and look, no one's gonna no one's gonna have a, a telethon for you or I, Edward, but right but I know I know what it's like. I mean, those are long seasons, man. You need this time right. to refresh a little bit. Well, you know what it's like, Rick. It's like you know. It's, sometimes it's, and this is like, I love covering hockey and I love covering big games and important games, but sometimes it's just nice of sitting on the couch and watching it, you know, and, 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 <laughs> right. and, 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 and then you grow a different appreciation. I mean, like, like there's no doubt, like you grow a different appreciation for it, watching it. You yeah, know, you I, I kind of liked, I liked, you know, the thing, watching the Panthers run to the cup. It, I think it, it's a great thing to see, you know, an eight seed come out and, and, and get that far, you know, and, and obviously, yeah. you know, lightning fans probably know that team better than most because of, you know, how much, you know, the rivalry and how much they play and stuff like that. But like, mm-hmm. you know, it is, um, it for sure is a grind man in, in the, uh, and, uh, you know, this, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's fun being in the moment and, 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 and covering this, but, uh, for sure. I, I can't tell you that it was, uh, I can definitely tell you it was kind of nice being at home in like, you know, May and, and June and, you know, being able to be at home with, you know, with my wife and dog. Yeah, those are extremely long seasons in the NHL when you go that far and then very short off seasons. And it just and I think everybody feels it, including certainly the people that are around the team as much as you are. Thanks so much, Eduardo. Uh, whatever time you have left, enjoy it. Uh, we will talk to you down the road, and that was a lot of information. We appreciate it as always. No problem, buddy cop. Anytime. Talk to you later. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. My thanks to Eduardo. The Rays are back in action at Kansas City tonight. Next week, we're going to have Bob Herrig, the golf writer for Sports Illustrated, to talk about the Live Golf and PGA proposed merger, as well as the Open Championships coming up, of course, across the pond. So lots to talk about next week with Bob Perry, Sports Illustrated's golf writer. For Steve Verstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great weekend, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.